Welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. So today we're going to talk about voodoo. I don't know what we're <laughs> going to say about that, but it sounds very exciting. But before that, we just want to mention a, a, a whole lot of activity that's going on over at conversationaltransformation.com. I've been writing blog posts like crazy. We're putting out our newsletter more frequently, or at least we're trying to. We're recording this ahead, so in some sense, I'm saying what we're going to do. So maybe now that I've put it on, on tape, it'll actually happen. But you should see a lot more activity, and, and I've already started on, on some of those. So if you're interested in more from us, uh, blog posts, uh, newsletter, uh, appearances, events, all those sorts of things, head on over to conversationaltransformation.com. If you sign up to the, uh, the newsletter and the mailing list, you get a free video from us as well. And you get our undying gratitude and uh, interesting stuff from us, which could be exciting. And one of those exciting things is also that we're doing a training on uh, your first 30 days as an Agile manager. And you can find that on the events page on conversationaltransformation.com. It's uh, the 19th May, if I, my memory serves. But have a look there if that's interesting to you and you want to uh, spend a few hours with us uh, learning how to manage better, whether or not you are actually a new manager. That's something that you can do. All right. So now, Jeffrey, what are we talking about? I, I was trying to remember what this was because I thought this was something you and I invented, but I was wrong. It's something you invented. So you better explain to us what the heck is a voodoo charm and, and how is it going to help our listeners? Well, the, the voodoo charm we have in mind here is, I mean, I was just reminded of uh, with a former colleague, uh, Graham, and he uh, asked me if uh, I'd ever written this up and uh, I said, and published it in any form and I, and I hadn't. So I told him, uh, I would add it to our, our podcast topics. And, and so here we are. And the, the voodoo term is something that came up. It was a, a, a term that we coined uh, at Tim in probably around 2012 or so. And it came up because we were at that time having a series of RCAs, uh, root cause analysis. And um, we were also doing a lot of work about trying to improve our monitoring. And there was very much a link between these two things. How could we have fewer out-of-hours incidences? How can we have less downtime, um, you know, faster mean time to recovery? And uh, we were also doing a sort of a failure analysis of our system. And one of the things that happened, and this came up, because I noticed that sometimes people would say something in a group. They would, they would, there would be some discussion, and they would say, oh, yes, that could be a problem. We'll, we'll add a story to the backlog. Um, or, oh, you know what? And this is probably the most common one. Someone would say, oh, yes, you know, um, now that we know that, we'll document it. And I, and at some point, I'm like, well, well help me understand here. Document it. How is that going to help? And, and it occurred to me that what was happening here was, was a type of groupthink that uh, as a group, the, the, the people were, in a sense, going along with the idea. It was like, okay, yeah, there's a problem. Someone's proposed an action. And, and there we don't need to think about it anymore. And, and it was like a talisman, you know, oh, we documented it. <laughs> there we go. Somehow that's going to keep us safe. And that was the, where the idea of a voodoo term came from, was it was an action that we take, and, and maybe probably an artifact even that we have. And then we, we wield that artifact like the voodoo term. It's going to keep us, it's going to protect us. You know, we don't, uh, need to worry about, okay. we don't need to write this happening again because, gosh, we've written it down. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There you go. And it will somehow be magically helpful. Can, can I try a couple of other phrases I've heard that I think might be voodoo charms? See if yeah, I understand absolutely. it right. So uh, one of them is, and this is a classic one, I get it all the time. Oh, yes, that's on our backlog. Oh, yeah, that security issue? Well, it's on our backlog. Yeah. Yes, we know that we're going to deal with that problem of, of uh, too much <laughs> load. Uh, you know, sometimes the servers fall over. We do have to restart them. It's on our backlog to fix it. It's on yes. the roadmap. 
Have, have I got the right kind of idea there? Those are those are perfect. And what's about about those is because they kind of nicely say, and and therefore we don't need to worry about it anymore. You know, can can we can we stop talking about it and move on? And, and I think that might be the 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 fear that's behind, or or, or the 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 kind of solve uh, that's that's um, uh, helping people, that's helping them to kind of fall into this trap. That is that it feels better. You, you say, oh, great. Okay, now I'll be all right. Oh, I've, I've done the magic words. I've, I've intoned the magic phrase. The voodoo charm is here. It's going to keep me protected because otherwise I'd have to worry about this thing. I, I, it would have to trouble me and, and it would be better if I could just kind of escape from it and not have to worry about it. Yes, that, that's that's a good point. And you know what it brings to mind is th there's there's this um, idea that people have talked about of make, making public pronouncements that you're going to do something, making a public commitment. Um, as as for example, you, we did at the start of our. <laughs> oh, exactly. Of, of yeah, our... I said we're going to be writing more blog posts. Yep. Now, now I want to be fair here because you actually have written more blog posts already, so it's not entirely in the future. But this is something that people will give. Um, as advice, they'll say, you know, if you're going to start exercising or you want to start exercising, tell people that you're going to start exercising. Oh, hey, Jeffrey, I got an even better idea. You know what you could do is you could buy some expensive running shoes and you could make sure that you had a running video and you had kind of all the right running material. That that would help, wouldn't it? Well, it, it, it turns out not necessarily because it turns out that, you know, the, the idea of getting new shoes for running um, won't help you as much as actually going out and running. Ooh, uh, <laughs> and, mm. and, the, and, and the problem here is you talk about this sort of solve that the, what I've read is research that said these sort of public pronouncements of future intentions often backfire. And and part of the reason is because you get the gratification early. You tell people, "Oh, I'm starting a new exercise routine," or "I'm starting a new diet." I'm you know I'm I'm going to turn over a new leaf for the year. And people say, "Oh, that's great!" And you get the social reward right away. Oh, fantastic! That's that's great. That's so healthy. I'm glad you're going to be doing that. And, and and so in fact, what people have is they get the reward right away, and they often then fail to follow through because they've already gotten the reward. <laughs> so they, they don't actually go to the exercise. They, they don't do the hard work to, to earn the reward because they've already received it. Um, uh, so it's, it's, uh, I think it's similar in effect then that when, we, when we're in that meeting and we say, yep, we're going to add it to the backlog, it's like we've done the responsible thing. We can all pat ourselves on the back for being such you know, earnest, responsible people. And now we don't need to worry about <laughs> about it. Oh, and there's there's an advanced version of this as well. So if you want the kind of advanced, super duper master's level voodoo charm, here's what you say. You say, that's a very good point. We'll keep that in mind. Oh, yeah. Because oh, that's then brilliant. you don't even have to take any action, right? <laughs> there's nothing you have to do. You've even avoided having to like buy the running shoes. Like, I'm going to keep that in mind. Running would be a great idea. I'm going to I'm going to remember that. Yeah, that, exactly. That, that's not going to help you very much. That, that's right. But, but people can say it in, in all earnestness, you know, they say, yeah, well, you know, we're going to have to remember that in the future. You know, we're going to have to factor that in. <laughs> that's a, a phrase I've heard more than once. We'll, oh, need, yeah. we'll need to factor that in. So uh, here's a question. So we've now we've now named this. Uh, people hopefully have heard heard the story that, yes, we had this term we came up with this voodoo charm, charm term. Now we would use it then in the meeting. We'd say like, is this actually do something or is this a voodoo charm? So we it would that's why. Presumably, Graham thought of it and brought it back. He, he he felt like he was spotting a voodoo charm in his new context. Um, what do we expect people to do with this? What's the what's the point of us sharing this um, story here uh, on the podcast? 
Yeah, so there's that kind of one really obvious thing, uh, which we'll talk about, and, and I've got two others that I think are more radical, which people might want to consider as well. So the first one, the kind of obvious one is, well, do something that's not a voodoo charm. Do, do something yeah. that actually helps. Go running. What a crazy idea. Add some monitoring. Uh, uh, do, do something concrete that actually changes the situation. And um, uh, uh, there's a, a nice way to, to keep track of that, to know whether you're, you're dealing with a voodoo charm or a real change, which is there's, there's a way to tell whether it's working. It's falsifiable, if you want to use a scientific term. So if you go out and run and you don't uh, feel stronger and uh, smarter and better and more rested, then running didn't work for you. So at least you then learned about that. If you add some monitoring and you don't discover any problems and the monitoring just gets in your way, well, then you learned something. It's falsified. You said, well, monitoring wasn't the solution to whatever this problem was. However, if you do those things and that the situation gets better, you actually have a way to measure it, then you you do know yes this this actually worked so the the thing about the voodoo charm is it's not falsifiable uh, did adding to the backlog actually do anything well no <laughs> right it, it didn't make any actual change in the world so i can't measure what that change was it simply added something to the backlog it didn't, it didn't have any further effect so so that's one thing and, and and of course one the thing you can do here is because we've now given you a name for it you you could you could share that name with other people you, or it, you might be maybe that might be hard you know i think what you're doing is a voodoo charm but instead you might say you know i'm i'm worried we're taking an action here but uh it it's uh, but that action won't necessarily solve the problem we described or i'm not clear how it's going to solve the problem we described so really the first idea is is to, to be able to discuss it with the group because in, in our formulation we see this as as a, as a type of group think that the group falls into so hopefully here we're trying to uh, help uh, inoculate you or and, and by extension you can inoculate your group against the group think by saying do we expect this to see an action and, and the what Squirrel said was uh, a good example by asking the question, how will we know if it's it's working is, is a great example. So uh, uh, so naming it uh, until it's discussable, taking a real action, uh, uh, what's what's the more radical uh, um, approach? So I've got two two radical approaches, one of which I thought up while we were talking. So Jeffrey, this will be a surprise oh, to you. We'll find out, find out whether you like it or not. But the first one is my favorite solution uh, also to the problem that people often bring me, which is, oh my God, we've got so much on our backlog. That happens because they add a lot of voodoo charms to their backlog. Oh, yes, let's keep this stakeholder happy. We'll add it to the backlog. Don't worry. We'll get to it. And then they never get to it. So my solution there and my solution here is uh, don't do it. Delete the backlog. Uh, don't put something on there. So you say, uh, you know what? Actually, uh, we're not going to solve this problem. And my favorite answer to this is, um, and we've seen a bunch of this happen in, in startups recently. There are startups who just say, look, we're not going to support X. Uh, a common one is Android. They'll say, well, look, the dominant phone is iPhone. Um, this is where uh, most people most people are using that platform, especially in our population. And they say, look, we're just not going to support Android. I interestingly had a startup who did the opposite. They said, look, the kinds of people we target almost all have Android, so we won't support iPhone, which is a, a very unusual choice, but it made sense in their context. And rather than adding the voodoo charm of uh, a backlog item that says investigate Android or uh, build first version on Android or find an Android development shop, they said, look, we're just not going to do that or we're not going to build for iPhone, whatever it is that you're not going to do. So that's one of the radical solutions is don't do anything. <laughs> and that might be that is at least more intellectually honest and it communicates better to your users and stakeholders and interested parties. Look, they're not going to solve this problem. And, and that is probably harder for them to hear, but more helpful. 
And one, one thing that comes out as you say that, because I, 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 I know we, we talk about, we, we're going to be doing this training uh, for new Agile managers, and we have management training we've done in the past. And one of the things we often talk about is the power of focus. And, you know, and, and to be able to tell someone, you know, I am not doing X because I am doing Y instead. And this seems to me like it's this so is so vital a, to tell them why. Yeah. So you're just it, saying exactly. I'm not doing X doesn't help as much as saying, and the more important thing is why. Excellent. We, we might do another, I think we've done at least one episode in our 165 on that, but we, we should do another. <laughs> That's a good reminder. Your, your, your example here gives it a really good, uh, you know, in addition to the value of not having the voodoo charm, you actually turn it into a positive action, which is to reinforce what the real priorities are. So I, I just wanted to call that. I really like that about what your radical proposal is. Indeed. And then I have an even more radical proposal, which is um, that you, you could actually decide to keep it in mind. And by, okay. by, by that, I mean, you could consciously and, and, and intentionally say, this is one we're not ready to act on yet, but we want to make it part of our culture. So uh, we want to, we want to be reminded of this and we want to have it in our, in our mental um, uh, locker. And if we notice more of this, then we'll, we will take an action. We won't take a voodoo charm action. But to do that, I think intentionally and consciously can be helpful. And one thing I've often seen people do is to say, you know, this, this has been a problem once and we fixed it manually. If it comes up again and we notice it, then that's telling us something. There's a signal there. So your monitoring example could be one of those. So we had this weird error and we could have caught it with monitoring. And what we're going to choose to do is just make a mental note. And we were conscious that that means we may forget it. That's actually good because if it doesn't happen for long enough that we've all forgotten it, then it wasn't important enough for us to take a real action anyway. However, if it does come up next week and the week after, and we've all mentioned it to ourselves and we've got it somewhere in our mental uh, uh, frame, then it should trigger it for one of us. So I think that's a, an action you could take. It's a very cheap action. Uh, it, it, it isn't a voodoo charm in the sense that you know that you're not going to be protecting yourself against the, uh, the, the bad thing, whatever it is you're trying to avoid. But you, you are uh, making a conscious effort, a very small conscious effort to note it for next time and then take a real action. And I think in, in part here, what, what's different from the previous, you know, sort of vague, we'll keep it in mind. What I hear and what you're saying is implied, you know, consequence, like there's actually like a bit of a plan, it's, which is, you know, if it happens, we will actually do this. So we, what we put in, in, in place is a, is a pre-planned action. We will address this, you know, when uh, uh, we see this happen again and we recall it happening. Uh, uh, so, so you've you've gone a bit further into um, um, you know having a, a concrete plan that you intend to execute, and and I can see how that would be uh, um, effective. And I and, and what I've actually done exactly what you describe uh, with the same kind of logic, and in in both levels we've added versions where we've written stuff down. So, for example, we will record causes of outages and then say look back and say has this happened before, and if so, how frequently. Use that as a uh, way to triage whether it, what level of effort we're willing to put in to solve it. And we also had ones where we've not recorded anything, but used exactly the logic you said, which is, well, look, if it happens often enough that we recognize it's happening multiple times, that's a reason to act at that point in time. But until until we until we know that, we're not going to. There you go. Okay. So unlike the, uh, uh, the job uh, interviewer who says, don't call us, we'll call you, they're uh, <laughs> definitely putting you off and giving you a voodoo charm to feel as though you might hear from them. We're actually suggesting three different things you can do there. Take a real action, 
consciously don't do it and tell people why not, or actually actively keep it in mind and have a pre-planned action. I think those are all going to be a lot better than the voodoo charm that just makes you feel better without giving you any uh, actual benefit. That's right. And I would love to hear from our listeners, uh, having heard our description of voodoo charms, uh, um, what do you think? Is is this something you recognize in your environment? Do you have a favorite voodoo charm or most frequent voodoo charm that you see happening in your team? Uh, if so, you know, please share it with us. We'd love to have a, a great uh, voodoo charm collection that we can we can share with people. And I'd like to see if uh, if other people are are seeing similar or or different voodoo charms. Is uh, you know we'll document it. Is that the one that you see most frequently, or is it something else? I would love to to hear from you. Excellent. And don't just say that you'll keep it in mind. Get in touch with us, and you can do that <laughs> at conversationaltransformation.com. And there you'll find Twitter and email and probably everything else we can think of for getting in touch with us and free material and videos and the uh, training course we've mentioned a couple of times, all kinds of other stuff. We even have a Slack instance, so you can get an invite to that. So lots of opportunities to get in touch with us uh, if you have any examples or counterexamples of voodoo charms or anything else. And we'll see you next week when we come back again with Troubleshooting Agile. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks, Carl.